This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Presented by International Justice Mission, I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. Our special guest this week, he's been on a couple times before, former Seattle Seahawks running back Sean Alexander, who was the MVP of the NFL in 2005. We talk about the upcoming Super Bowl, and we'll be there on Radio Row with Sean, he's got a, a couple things going on with the Stand Together Foundation Cafe Momentum. So we'll get into that coming up. But it's a it's a crazy time, and I see the finish line. I'm excited because Super Bowl is coming up in a week, and then I may finally get a day off. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Although I'm not going to believe it till I see it. But So you're actually yeah. laid on the beach right? And then you'll say, okay, without my phone. Like, it's one thing to be on the beach. It's another to, to be there and well, be present. You're always on your phone. W- without, without the phone, so, without anything else. But excited about that. And you had a very interesting topic that you wanted to get into. I do. Matter? Don't matter. Don't matter. Yep. Explain. Matter don't matter. I was just sitting there and I hear this phrase and I'm going... This is the most profound thing ever. <laughs> because if you think about it, matter is everything around you is a matter, right? Everything like from things that you see, from things that uh, is around you in the world, it's a matter. It's it's in the matter form, like something you can physically touch. Okay. You, are you getting it's scientific matter. on me? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, not ma- it's a matter. I'm, I'm a know? math English guy, matter, but go ahead. You know? And then if you think about it, matter don't matter. It don't, nothing matters. Not, none of, none of the stuff matters. What matters is what God has for you. What matters is what's between your ear that God is always trying to mm. change. What matters is your soul. What matters is the things that you don't touch with your hands. That, these are the things that actually matter. You know, what matters is your salvation. What matters is, uh, what God has for you that you don't even see yet. Our relationship that's with Christ. Matters. Yeah, that's what matters. But matter, which is like, you know, whatever, stuff that you can... Things, uh, stuff. Yeah, things, stuff. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. Wealth, fame, glory, right. all of that. So it, it was so profound for me because there's things that... These are the things that always kind of bother you on a day-to-day basis. Every single day, you're yeah. like, this is bothering me because it didn't go my way or that didn't come... This this doesn't happen, so now I'm going to be upset. And it's all materialistic things. It's all things that... Well, they don't matter, you know, and what matters is the things that you can't touch with your own hands the the things that, um, I mean, God says like, there's, there's so, so many things I have for you. You haven't even, you haven't even touched the surface yet. No eyes have seen, we have heard what the Lord has for you. So it's so much out there for you. And there's so much that you could potentially, um, get. Or whatever. So why are you so upset? Why are you so bothered by the little things? And you and I have like those moments. And even recently we had those moments where we're just like so annoyed about like little things. And they they were big. They were not necessarily little. They were big. But in a bigger scheme, scheme of things, you're like, this really doesn't matter. And then if you compare your now and your, your before, you will know that. God's track record is so awesome 
and his track record says, well, <laughs> I'm taking you from glory to glory. Don't you see it? Don't you see my track record? And this is why I keep a track record. This is why I keep uh, a journal of what God is doing. Because sometimes you have to go back and look at it. Sometimes you have to remind yourself, hey, listen, yeah. look what God did for me. Look what look where I am today compared to my yesterday, compared to my last year. He's, he's doing great things. He's doing awesome things. And he's doing uh, profoundly more things, not just in, in, in the physical world, but like inside you, of my heart too. Like you're growing, you're maturing, you're, um, you, 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 you move different when you're growing with the Lord. You act different. You're kind of like mature differently because you're not pouting and you're not screaming. Oh, there's another thing I've heard too that it's so funny because there's like a lot of us adults running around with the maturity level of like a seven-year-old. <laughs> and it's very true. And this is why we still throw tantrums. <laughs> this is why we still get angry. I'm a this, tantrum. Yeah. I'm a tantrum thrower. Apparently, like, adults have a maturity level that has nothing to do with your age. And I 100% agree with that. Because there's so many of us, including myself, y'all, including myself, that I catch myself going, man, like I'm acting like a 12-year-old. Like, what's wrong with me? And it's because we still have so much to work on. We still have so much to mature uh, and, and, and develop because there is things that happen when we're younger that kind of like... Oh, they stick with you. They stick with you and they, they shut you yeah. down. They kind of like, they shut your maturity because they didn't, you didn't deal with them in the right way. Or you did something and the, and the other person that was supposed to help you or, or, or help you mature, the reaction stunts your growth at that moment or in, in that level. Wow. So therefore, you stopped you, at that level. You're going down a whole other... But it's true. Road here. It's true. This is like a different. Yeah. Now, now you got me rethinking like some. Your whole life. Yes. No, but yeah. rethinking <laughs> uh, parenting situations. But let's go back to the matter don't matter. And let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about too. Something that you, you, you touched on is there are points where we may allow circumstances or our desire for more to not enjoy what we got in the present yeah. and and as you touched on our something in our situation like there's there's annoyances there's little things there's but there's major milestones in life exactly a couple things that we've been able to reach and accomplish that I didn't really truly sit back and go wow that's pretty cool thanks god, like god did thank that. you lord god did i that. really appreciate where i am right now because i got too caught up in the moment mm-hmm. of Oh, this didn't go my way. That didn't go my way. Someone, and, and I, I'm always so careful. There's, there are so many people out there mm-hmm. who are, they, their intentions aren't necessarily aligned with what words come out of their mouth. They may say it one way, but you know deep down they're a fraud or they're scamming you or there's something like that. And, listen, and I'm so careful with yeah. that. And sometimes I allow that to bother me to the point where I just don't sit back and say, you know what? God will take care of that. Yes. God will take care of them. God will take care of all of that. Mm-hmm. Let me focus on me. And you said something to me that I really needed to hear the other day. And I've heard it a million times. A million people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Jesus says it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Take care of today. 
Mm-hmm. Worry about today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Absolutely. And I'm always trying when I'm working, I'm trying, I'm busy. This is my busiest time of the year, but I'm also looking ahead to tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I got to get this done because tomorrow I got to do this. And then the next day I got to do that. And I don't have time here and I don't have time here that I never stop working. Right. And it, it, it goes 10 hours, turn into 12 hours, turn into 14, turn into 16, turn into 18. I sleep, I get up, I go, and I, I do this. Like, I had to go to the gym the other day, not for physical. I had to go to the gym, not because, like, I needed to work out. I needed to work out mentally. Right. I needed to just shut down and, and go away. But I, I those words, when you said that, and then just to sit back and, and sit there and think, hey, you know what? Let's enjoy what we have, or let's enjoy what where we got to, because as you say, and it's true, the enemy's trying to rob you of your joy mm-hmm. and your happiness. Mm-hmm. So he'll do anything possible to, to dig into that. So if you reach a milestone or you accomplish something, and then along the way, there's a negative thought, right. instead of harping on that negative thought, just think about the positive. Right. And also, as you're talking, I'm just getting this illustration in my head, <laughs> right? Uh, like, let's say you have this garden, right? And you're starting this garden. And what you're trying to do is raise or, or plant roses, right? Mm. And you have nothing right now. You have nothing, but you started planting the roses. And next thing you know, the roses are blooming and they're beautiful, right? And you go to pick a rose to, you know, you're, it's beautiful. You want to pick I'm one. laughing because Nick Sirianni would appreciate this flower oh, analogy, but go I ahead. <laughs> but anyway, so you pick it up and you get pricked, right? Because there's thorns. Uh-huh. So even though the rose is beautiful, it's blossoming, you finally saw the fruit of your labor, but there's a thorn that just pricked you. Mm-hmm. Most of us, is, I, again, this is why I, go, I went back to that whole thing when you were like, the reactions, the reaction is going to take you away or the, or the devil's going to take you, take your attention away from the rose and into the pricked finger. Mm. And it's going to be like, oh, my life is ruined yes. because I got pricked by a rose that I wanted that God helped me get and i'm finally here and the rose is in my hand but i am so concerned about the stupid prick (laughs) finger that all i have to do just put a band-aid on it and move on with my life and enjoy the rose but a lot of us get so bogged down with the thorn look in the thorn in my hand and be like oh my gosh i can't believe i just got pricked even though i have a beautiful rose in my hand that i prayed about that god (laughs) planted for me well, I planted, but God helped me water it, helped me get it, helped the weather be incredible so it th- survives. I mean, there are so many elements for a rose to, to actually, like, get planted and Is this and yours? This is all from – did you hear this somewhere? Or you no. Come, okay. No, this, this, this is literally this just – I'm like, wow, this is good. I, this I literally need, just dropped in my spirit I'm already right thinking I got to cut this clip out. This is very useful. It's true. I so like this stop getting so – Concern with a prick finger and a thorn and actually hold the rose in your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful rose. It smells amazing. It's beautiful. I love that. Up next, you're going to hear from Sean Alexander. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
Hey, this is Rob Motti. Online sexual exploitation of children is a hidden crime, and it's time we expose it. A new immersive podcast tells the story of Ruby, who was trafficked into this crime when she was 16 years old. The podcast takes the listener through Ruby's journey and what's being done to fight this terrible crime. Check it out at IJM.org slash Ruby. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Sean Alexander, played nine seasons in the NFL, eight with Seattle, one with Washington, ran for almost 10,000 yards. He had 100 touchdowns on the ground, set the record in 2005 with 27 that year, he was the NFL MVP. Sean's doing great work with the Stand Together Foundation, Cafe Momentum, and so much more. Here's my conversation with Sean Alexander. Welcome back. We got the Super Bowl matchup all set. And from the standpoint of a, a player who was in this game before, a running back who was in this, coming off a monster season the year you guys went in, what would you tell someone like a Miles Sanders, Isaiah Pacheco, the, these younger players who have never experienced that, what this week, what the weeks leading in are like? You know, uh, when you are in a situation like this, the Super Bowl, it is, it's world, it's a world of its own self. And these last two weeks um, going into the game, there's so much happening from media to, you know, I, I think of, you know, Seth Myers from he was Saturday Night Live's you know big writer then calling me on the phone I'm a big Steelers fan but I love your game you know what I mean to <laughs> fans and entertainers and you know everybody knows your name all of a sudden and uh, you know and I'd had some great seasons before that but it's Super Bowl just it takes on a whole other world so I would say gear yourself up to be the greatest version of yourself on that Sunday and so it's almost like you got to pace yourself with that because you're getting calls and TV shows from everybody, you know, celebrities and and all these other folks are trying to pull your attention. And, you know, and me, I came from many different sects. So there's like the, the football world, there's this, the spiritual, you know, teaching and all that. I had all these different people, all TV and movies. I had been, already written a couple of things and books and stuff. So I had all these different worlds all being like, oh man, you're, we're cheering for you. We're part of you. And so I would say, just pace yourself, enjoy the moment, and 
prepare to be the best version of yourself on on that Super Bowl Sunday. Sean, also uh, family commitments are going to be like crazy, right? People are going to be coming. Hey, can you get me tickets? Hey, can you get me to this event? Can you get what would you tell guys to do? Like, can you designate someone so you're not dealing with that, right? So can you have someone handle all of that for you? So you're not the bad guy if you have to say no. Yeah, you you got to. I mean, you know, like I said before, like, you know, I come from a big family myself and and I'm already already teaching guys today how to posture yourself in a way where you can say, hey, I love you, but this doesn't fit the plan. But here's what I can give you. The Super Bowl is the same way. You know, you have to have whether it's an agent, um, a person that you can hire just for the week. Hey, if I gave you two thousand bucks, would you be the one that manages it? I can send everybody to you. You know, what I mean, hopefully, guys have agents or whatever. But um, uh, to to go take care of it, but there has to be a person that has to be the go betweener, even for your own mom and dad, because they'll just ask out of just excitement. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And you'll want to feel obligated to be there for everybody. But the truth is, is you want to be at the best at the height of who you are rest wise, strength wise, game focus wise, um, you know, leading your team, being that piece of the puzzle that you are on that Sunday so that it all just comes together greatly. From the standpoint of on the field, the Eagles have one of the most dominant offensive lines and that's helped their run game be so elite but they also, they're not a team that relies on one guy. Miles Sanders had over 1,200 yards, but they got Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. Jalen Hurts is a quarterback, has run for over 800 yards. You are a workhorse type back, a guy who who's going to carry the ball and get 20, 25 carries. Does it surprise you that these guys are able to have that kind of success, even though sometimes, hey, you're in, you're, in, you're out, you, you're, you're not, you don't get into a rhythm like maybe other guys who are, uh, one back operations. Yeah, you know, well, first, you know, Kenny Gainswell, I've known him since he was a freshman in college. He won the Sean Alexander Freshman Player of the Year, you know, so, wow. so you know, Trevor Lawrence was the first winner. Kenny won second. Uh, you know, um, Will Anderson won it. Uh, Brock Bowers, who's still in college, he won it. And then this year, uh, Drake May won it uh, from North Carolina. So I have, I have great love for Kenny, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so, um, but the running backs, the game has just changed for running backs. I think that if teams had a guy that was like me that says, hey, just keep on feeding to me. I'm going to get better. I'm going to put your team in a, in a better position to win. Um, and that's why I always gave love to Coach Hogan because, you know, he changed it from, you know, Joe Montana to Steve Young to Brett Favre. They're all gunslingers, you know what I mean, to, all right, you know, Hasbeck's good, but we can give the ball to Sean and let the offense go through that way. So, but because the game has changed, in high school and in college, you have more guys um, taking their shots at reps. So it's a little more palatable than it was with mine, where they were like, you are the tailback, carry the ball, lead us to victory. And it was always built around running the ISO in between the tackles, you know, cloud and dust, boom, 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 toughest guy's going to win, where they've got to be way more mentally strong to stay into the game. And, uh, I would prefer to do it my way, 25 carries, you know what I mean? But but if you got a bunch of guys that all believe like, hey, we're gonna go do this together, um, then it then it, it works and you're you're seeing out of it today. Don, you played for Mike Holmgren. Andy Reid came from the Mike Holmgren coaching tree, and here he is, two 
that almost a quarter century into his coaching career, 24 seasons, had tremendous success. I think he solidified his Hall of Fame credentials. What struck me covering him in Philly was players loved him. He wasn't a guy who threw anyone under the bus. He was always, he would take the blame, even to the point where media criticized him for never um, putting any accountability on anyone else and always saying, hey, I got to do a better job. I got, how much do players appreciate when a coach is that way, where he he can be real with them in person, but out front in front of the media, he's going to shoulder everything. Yeah, I think it goes a long way. And I think that, you know, once again, just the game is different. You know what I mean? My high school coach was like a very tough, in-your-face kind of guy. But at the same time, he was tough like that with everybody else except his players. His players, he was like, hey, I just want to need out of you. And then you see him in front of everybody. It's like, uh, 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 you know. And so um, everybody knew he had our back, you know what I mean? And then you get, you know, I had Gene Stallings, who was like iconic, like <laughs> iconic family guy. How's your mom doing? How's your then you get on that field and I want you to rip everything apart. And um, and so you get Andy, he has kind of that flavor, you know what I mean? Where it's like, hey guys, I'm gonna love you all well. I'm going to give everything I got for you guys. Um, I will actually take the blame, but you know, for you to be great, there has to be this, hey, you gotta step up and rise to this occasion right now. And and guys move for it. They're uh, they have performed well for him over these years and, you know, they've got a great gunslinger and, uh, and, uh, and everybody else falls into their roles and um, it just works. Sean, I know you're going to have partnered with you and Anquan Bolden uh, with former juvenile offenders for uh, some activation around juvenile justice. Tell me a little bit about that and, and the importance of showing these, these young folks, how you can, you deserve second chances in some cases, third and fourth opportunities. You know, it's been um, so exciting for me um, I, ever since partnering with Stand Together, um, their organization to impact and tackle some of the greatest problems in the world, um, uh, especially in our country when it comes to poverty, misjustice. And uh, and that's how I met um, uh, Chad Hauser and, and the whole um, Cafe Momentum team. And they just had a different way of tackling um, the juvenile justice system. And so... Um, me calling up Q and be like, bro, like, do you see what they're doing here? Like, let's, let's go add our names. Let's go add our connections. And, you know, next thing you know, I caught the NFL and we got the NFL involved and, and we are seeing just great, um, great success in kids in the juvenile justice system. So instead of going to juvie, you know what I mean? And they being called a has been, we're actually putting a family around them and saying, Hey, here's the Catholic mental team. You now have a job. It's a it's a it's a paid internship. Uh, whatever you need for you to actually be successful, we're going to around you. And so, what I love is that family culture where kids come in if they need help with school, they got it. Some of the kids have left their school programs because it wasn't working for them, and they've been homeschooled within the Cafe Momentum program. And you know what I say is they they took them out of a school system and hey, you're on your own to. You got mamas and aunties and uncles and cousins coming and loving on you and reminding you, you will make it. You are valuable to this country and to our to our team. And the recidivism is it's like 15 percent now. That means that 
15% will go back to prison, which is still way too high, but it, it's 50 just about in every juvenile um, program. And, wow. and so that's just, it's just not working. Um, and so it's been quite an honor to, to one, give a capital momentum, two, get the NFL involved, three, be with, with Stand Together, who has just a great heart to see, you know, they believe in people. They're like, man, like if we put people in the right situation, will they succeed? And we're finding out the answer is yes. That's tremendous work out of Cafe Momentum and Stand Together Foundation. I know they they have the free pop-up food truck and yeah. um, the, the Players Coalition, and, and they'll be there at the end of the week. And just they got the honey chicken and biscuits, giving <laughs> athletes and everybody. So it's going to be a, a great time. And, you know, Sean, when I, when I think of what their work is centered on and, and, and the goal and the mission, it really comes from that, that Christ-centered yeah. attitude of, of helping your neighbor, helping others, and really not being judgmental, but seeing the best in people. And, and yeah. I, I know that's something that means a lot to you. It is. You know, um, when you actually can look at somebody and say, hey, look, here's my gifts, you know what I mean? And I don't get the, I don't, I don't want to be judged for what I don't do well, but I want you to know the character, whether it's something I do well or don't well, or don't do well, man, just judge my character and watch me give all this good stuff that I have to everybody else. I think everybody wants that. And um, and that is a, to me, that is a Christ example. That's what Jesus was for everybody. He was like, hey, look, I'm not going to look at you for what you don't do well. I'm going to take the best you got and I want you to give me all you got. And and um, that's what I try to do with the circle of people around me. That's what I, that's what I, I, I love about Cafe Momentum. And, and to me, like Jesus was the perfect example. Like when I say, man, what's the best example of how you want to do your life? I'd be like, man, I got to tell you, like, do you see why Jesus cared for people? Like there wasn't, it wasn't loose. Like you can just go be foolish, but it was this man, like, I'll meet you where you are. Now let's go be the best version of yourself. And I just think that if the world looked at people like that, man, we would, we'd make, we'd spend, we'd spin the world upside down. As beautifully said, Sean, as always, man, I, I appreciate your time. Appreciate your heart. Look forward to hopefully catching up with you uh, on Radio Row. Thank you so much. Hey, no, thank you. That's it for this week. Thank you to Sean Alexander. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.
Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's Dairy Stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.